Welcome to Mail Plus Audio Book Club, where you can listen to free audio versions of books serialized in the Daily Mail and Mail on Sunday. Visit Mail Plus Audio to find our latest audiobook extracts, plus podcasts, audio documentaries, and more. If you enjoyed this Mail Plus audiobook extract, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Liquid Gold by Roger Morgan Grenville Part 2 As one of the local side's two skippers, I took to manipulating things so that Duncan and I were always batting at the same time. That way, the intervals between balls and overs could be punctuated with talk of brood capping, bee space and burcombe. It must have come over to visiting batsmen as a curious form of sledging, but it worked for us. Whenever we were back on our log, I took a nerdy interest in the colour of the pollen on our bees' back legs as they returned to the hive. This was evidence of the different flowers and blossoms they were visiting. Red for the field scabious and black rose, orange for lime and yew, green for meadow set, grey for hazel, and bright yellow for the irresistible oilseed rape, which attracts them like a kebab van does an undergraduate after a night on the lash. It was beguiling to know that the honey they eventually produced for us would be an amalgam of the pollen, nectar and water of every plant or pond that they had ever visited, and even the inevitable stings we endured had unexpected benefits. I am not usually at the forefront of medical research, but can testify to a bee sting's efficacy as a powerful, if temporary, anti-arthritic treatment. Each sting I received through the holy knees of my old beekeeping genes provided a week of complete pain relief in joints which had crumbled after years of doing silly things in the army. The beekeeping also became a secret shock absorber to the other parts of my life. There I was thinking that the answer to my midlife crisis was to become Prime Minister, or at least be the possessor of a violently floral shirt, and it turned out that what I really needed was the responsibility for, and company of, a load of relatively grumpy insects. They took me in a direction far less frenetic than my other world of commercial deadlines. There was no way to rush a bee, the honey would come in its own good time, and I could already hear the gratitude of visitors into whose outstretched hands I would be pressing jars of the stuff as gifts. All seemed set for a bumper harvest until June 23rd the day of the referendum that was to decide the future of our relationship with the European Union. I returned from work that night to see thousands of bees swarming above the hive and heading off over the wall into the neighbouring deer park. To make things worse, Duncan had just headed up to London for his night's work, so I had to interrupt Caroline, who was watching the early evening news. You got a sec? I asked as innocently as I could. The bloody hive has swarmed and I need someone to help me get them back. That's a great thing about marriage. The identity of the mystery, someone, to share a chore is always rather obvious. Asking the question is merely etiquette. We walked down the road looking like a nuclear decontamination crew in our smocks and veils and discovered that the swarm of approximately half our hive had gone no further than the deer park integrating itself with a load of dead ivy roots on the ground. Since they weren't defending any honey, they were very docile, but it still took us most of the rest of the daylight to get them into a cardboard box and back into our paddock. 
and we then faced a problem that we couldn't put them back in the existing hive since something about it had clearly upset them enough to search for a new home in the first place. Luckily, I had a spare hive from a friend who had recently given up beekeeping. The next morning, I realised the curious symmetry between what half the British electorate and half our bees had chosen to do on the same day. From that moment on, the captured swarm's hive was known as Brexit, and the one they had left behind, Remain. A few days later, when a new Prime Minister had been selected, we duly christened our Brexit Queen, Theresa, and in honour of the German lady across the water, we called the Remain Queen, Angela. Never one to underplay a metaphor, I headed to the local newsagent and found a little plastic Union Jack, which I instinctively knew that Teresa would like, and a European flag that would similarly delight Angela, and placed them on the two hives. At first, Brexit appeared to be settling well into their new home, but although Teresa began laying eggs within the large brood box at the bottom of the hive, the colony remained pitifully small, and it was Angela's remain hive that thrived sufficiently over the next two months to supply the honey we decided to harvest that August. Watched by Caroline and Duncan's two young sons, we set up the extractor in the kitchen. Our two dogs were also in attendance, and it soon became clear that the YouTube instruction videos we had watched were filmed by people who didn't have to cope with having a Jack Russell attack the extractor while in use. Still, we persevered and watched Spellbound as a golden stream began flowing out of the tap of the extractor. This was the real thing, our personal view of El Dorado as we crested the Andean ridge above. For a minute or two, no one spoke. Nothing we said could add to the beauty of what we were observing. The light streaming into the kitchen gave the honey an almost luminous quality, like the fine tracery of a sunlit cathedral window. We would have given it five stars whether it tasted of tequila or tarmac. But for Duncan and me, immersed in this world for the last six months, the first insertion of teaspoons of our own honey into our mouths was close to a religious experience. Brandishing our notebook, Duncan recorded the details of our harvest for posterity. Seven pots, he wrote, dark, golden brown and very tasty. What he didn't note was that each pot had cost us around £150 to produce, enough to make even a waitrose buyer blush, and there was still a greater price to pay as we discovered two months later. One Sunday afternoon in October we went down to check the hives. All was well inside Brexit, but almost all of Remain had starved to death, thanks to our ghastly mistake in taking their honey and failing to give them enough sugar syrup to replace it as a food source. In the coming days, we astounded ourselves by how much we minded, by how much this wasn't just a couple of bored blokes doing something new. But if this year had been the summer of trial and tragedy, the following was to be one of honey and hope. Seeing the bees work with the grain of nature, rather than against it, had made me realise that I wanted to wake up each morning just aching to get out there doing stuff to ensure that the footprints I left behind were useful ones. In the summer of 2017, I handed in my notice to the company I had worked for and had loved for over a quarter of a century. Beyond knowing that I wanted to spend my time writing, I had no clear plan of what I was going to do or how, 
but if I didn't do it now, I never would. My own future aside, beekeeping was also about doing our tiny bit to inch the door back shut in the faces of the people and corporations to whom food was a product rather than a life force and a facing up to the plight of the honeybee and its close relatives. But above all else, it was about what the Australians call mateship, that irreplaceable band of brothers sense when two people do some shared thing, be it ever so slightly crazy, together. In a world where it has never been easier to communicate at each other across the ether, what Duncan and I had been doing over the last year and a half was communicating with each other over our bees. How much honey we produced seemed increasingly beside the point. But still, we were thrilled when that August, the combined efforts of the Remain and Brexit hives gave us 77 one-pound jars of liquid gold. Winnie the Pooh would have been proud of us, and so, I like to think, would Mr Fowler. Liquid Gold by Roger Morgan Grenville Copyright 2020 by Icon Book Recorded with the permission of Brilliance Publishing Inc. All rights reserved Audiobook available at brilliancepublishing.com and amazon.com Visit MailPlus Audio to find our latest audiobook extracts, plus podcasts, audio documentaries and more. If you enjoyed this MailPlus Audiobook Extract, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Visit MailPlus Audio to find our latest audiobook extracts, plus podcasts, audio documentaries and more. If you enjoyed this MailPlus Audiobook Extract, please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Spotify.